So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, 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 firing Squad. Boy, I am itchy with the trigger finger today. Happy to be here. Chad, what's going on? As usual, everybody, this is your favorite podcast, the Chad and Cheese podcast. And this is maybe your favorite show on the podcast, Firing Squad. It's mine. And today we welcome Grayscale and co-founder and CEO, Ty Abernathy. Ty, welcome to Firing Squad. Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Wasn't Grayscale what you caught? During uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones, wasn't that the bad, the bad disease, grayscale? <laughs> I thought it was a bad '80s movie about Tarzan, grayscale <laughs> legend of Tarzan, wasn't that? Grayscale, yeah. Let me just call out that uh, first of all, I'm the, I'm the worst at naming companies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we, we were about like three months in, and I, I watched Game of Thrones. But like, I started having people like, "Are you a Game of Thrones fan?" Or like, oh, what, what, "You know, why why did you name your company Grayscale?" And I'm like. Okay, well, it's not after the flesh-eating uh, skin disorder on Game of Thrones, but you know, it, uh, it'd be a lot cooler if I just like embrace that. I think. Yeah. Why the hell not? Let's get into uh, a little bit about you, and then Chad will go over the rules, and we'll get into this company you call Grayscale. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. What do our listeners need to know about Ty Abernathy? Well, I enjoy long walks on the beach. Uh, nice. I, My favorite. Uh, I uh, yeah. My. <laughs> My long, uh, long hair is uh, flailing in the wind right now. Um, I'm winking at you. Uh, no, um, the, <laughs> this is off to a bad start. Uh, but a little <laughs> bit on me. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, my background's in recruiting. Uh, I started a company called Take the Interview. It's now rebranded Convey IQ uh, in the video interviewing space a number of years ago. And stumbled into the world of high volume hiring on that journey. And that set me down the path of what is now Grayscale, which I'm excited to talk to you all about in a minute. Chad, tell him what he's won today. Well, Ty, you will have two <laughs> minutes to pitch Grayscale. At the end of two minutes, you're going to hear that bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your questions start to ramble or you get just fucking boring, Joel's going to hit you with the crickets. That's going to be your signal to move along and tighten up your game. 
So at the end of Q&A, you will receive one of three grades, and that could be big applause. <laughs> big applause means you might be the Ted Lasso of our industry, which means promotion to the Premier League of Recruitment Tech is imminent. <laughs> Golf clap. I can hear Roy Kent starting to growl, which means it doesn't look good for you. And last but not least, the firing squad. That's right. You're relegated. Pack up your gear and get the hell off the pitch. Are you ready oh, yeah. to face the firing squad? He mixed that up just for you, Ty. So no pressure. <laughs> but uh, you know, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. And your two minute starts. All right. Well, Grayscale is uh, our focus is on high volume hiring for enterprise organizations. So what we do, uh, we work with brands like Amazon and, and Wayfair, large organizations uh, dealing in really high volume, whether it be for uh, for warehouse hiring or call center facility hiring. We're designed to help streamline the process, uh, increase efficiency throughout the process. Our product is a candidate engagement tool. Uh, it's SMS first, uh, so it's designed essentially to, to help the recruiter um, who may, in the case of Amazon, may be working with a thousand candidates at a time, you know, to, to be able to create a, a, a one-to-one experience. So despite there being a one-to-a-thousand ratio, Grayscale is designed to help facilitate a one-to-one uh, feel. For, for the candidate. And we do that through um, leveraging SMS um, and other channels like, uh, like audio and email, uh, very deep automation capabilities to help the recruiter be far more efficient in their day-to-day and uh, to really help uh, eliminate a lot of those challenges that, that arise in the, the hiring funnel uh, from you know, candidates ghosting you for interviews, from uh, candidates falling through the cracks throughout the process, um, all the little inefficiencies that come um, as it relates to high volume hiring when you're trying to drive candidates uh, uh, through your process very quickly, right? And in, in the case of large you know, retailers we work with, that might be two or three days, right? You have to get you know, all of your candidates th- through the door or, or through your process and hire, right? Because it's, it's the first offer that typically is the one that wins. And so we, Grayscale is designed to help you drive the process forward much faster create a far better candidate experience and to, uh, to help your recruiting team be far more efficient um, uh, with your highest volume hiring needs. Thank you, Ty. And real quickly, where can they find out more about your company? At grayscaleapp.com, spelled G-R-A-Y-S-C-A-L-E-A-P-P.com. <laughs> All right. I teed you up for my first question, which is the name. Uh, we, we joked about it, obviously, but what was going through your head when you picked Grayscale <laughs> and you couldn't even like secure a domain that made sense? You had to throw app uh, and then dot com <laughs> at the end of it. I mean, were there other names like just help me help me understand? Is it hard for salespeople to say, hey, uh, I'm with Gray Grayscale? I mean, text recruit makes sense, right? Like they're a competitor. That makes sense. So. Help me understand the name, man. Sell me on it. Yeah, we just figured if we could could confuse our uh, target target audience as much as possible, <laughs> it would somehow serve us well. Uh, and uh, so, uh, no, we uh, I'm terrible at, at, at naming companies. Uh, Grayscale is a design term, and I have some design background. I just it's a very foundational sort of uh, design term as far as when you're uh, when you're designing uh, new interfaces. And so it just kind of felt like we were doing something fundamental and, and foundational and recruiting and so boom there you go it's stuck it is better than resume sieve though i'll, I'll give you that <laughs> it doesn't it does it, well you know it kind of both of them 
feel like you have to get a shot because uh, you you might have yeah. caught something. But Ty, this isn't your first <laughs> rodeo in the recruitment space. So what major lesson did you learn from starting up Zuzu Hire? <laughs> well, yeah, Zuzu Hire was, uh, that was my first uh, foray. I was doing, uh, I was doing agency recruiting at the time and started uh-huh. that like on a part-time basis. So that, that I, was where I cut my teeth and, and just, uh, you know, getting a business off the ground and sort of like 80-20-ing it and like being scrappy and not raising any capital, like taking 10K out of your savings account and just like hiring a developer and see what happens, right? So that, that was sort of, I learned a ton. Uh, it was like a little crash course in uh, MBA uh, over course of a year where I just learned a lot about like just the fundamentals of getting, you know, getting an idea off the ground, really. So single out the major lesson for us. Just the, um, that momentum um, can, uh, an an idea in your head is something that is, uh, it is, it is far better. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's uh, far better, far better served taking action. So I learned, I learned like always have a bias toward action. Um, And by, taking those steps, things start to shape and move and evolve. And so I'll leave it at that. So that being said, what did you learn from Convey IQ and how did it lead you here? Because Convey IQ interviewing, this is SMS. I mean, what are the, what's the same? What's different? How did you make it here from there? Yeah, I uh, yeah. So Convey IQ is a video interviewing platform. Um, we uh, I, I, I learned a, a lot through that journey. Um, we, uh, from the basic things like, uh, don't raise a lot of money early in the life of your business. Um, it has some interesting forces on the business while you're trying to figure out exactly what you have and what you're building. And so I also learned a lot about, uh, the world of high volume hiring. We kind of stumbled into that with convey IQ with, uh, companies using, you know, our video screening tool to assess candidates for high volume, you know, call center hiring, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really kind of the impetus of where Grayscale was born. But yeah, a, a lot of learnings along the way. Those are, those are some key ones though. All right. So, so quick view into the past and, and we're going to bring that into the future. Text message marketing or texting has forever been high levels of engagement, open rates, just insane. I mean, I remember 10 years ago talking about, you know, 95% plus open rate. I remember 90 plus percent uh, engaged before 15 minutes or reply. Like, what are the metrics right now with texting? Because with messaging and video and so many other things and, and even, you know, risks of spam, like, can we expect the same engagement through text marketing that we did five, 10 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. And I think even even more so now than before, because you have the SMS is just so pervasive. We text with our grandparents, right? I mean, it's just a very, it's the way we communicate. It's the way we engage. We get text notifications about our doctor's appointment coming up, right? None, none of that happened five years ago, right? So yeah, I mean, open rates are still, you know, north of 99%. Uh, response rates are like just shy of 50%. So 49% is the, for us globally across our customer base uh, response rate. And then six minute response time. So not only are is virtually everyone seeing your messages and half of them responding, they're getting back to you in six minutes or less. Gotcha. And how does a, a company or a recruiter typically engage with the product? I know you have some native apps. I know you have some Chrome extensions. Like do most engage on the desktop? Is it mobile? Is it across the board? Talk about that. Yeah, one one of the things we um, we made the decision on early on is like we we don't want to pull you out of your workflow that you're uh, that you're doing day to day, and so recruiters live in their ATS. They just happen ATSs are not designed with high volume recruiting in mind. So 
Grayscale, the primary way a lot of our customers will use us is just a uh, browser plugin mm-hmm. um, that they can use inside of whether it be Taleo or SuccessFactors or Workday or Greenhouse, you name it. Um, and we just sort of get like supercharge them with uh, the ability to text with their candidates, to to automate a lot of touch points throughout the process, and to be able to create robust drip campaigns, all these things that you need when you're dealing in volume um, to help create a high touch experience that can scale pretty seamlessly with a with a big brand. Yeah. So this is a pretty crowded uh, industry, crowded space. Uh, certainly listeners will know Text Recruit, uh, Canvas, uh, now j- part of Jobvite, Emissary. Uh, some of these are sponsors of the show or relationships we have, uh, Rec Text, et cetera. I assume the, the, the question of how are you guys different comes up every day. How do you guys answer that question? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, a, a lot of the um, a lot of what we've talked about so far is is around SMS, and SMS is is certainly a very key component to to what we do. Um, obviously, we just talked about the value of why SMS is working in recruiting, uh, but you know, really the 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 problem, like the job we're being hired to do uh, for these organizations, is to really help streamline uh, their high volume hiring. Um, and so that's all we think about is volume recruiting for enterprise organizations. And I think that that the, looking at it through like the jobs to be done framework, like that sort of puts us in a position in a lot of little ways where we're very different from, you know, an emissary or text recruit. Um, and not just through SMS, but through voice, uh, uh, through email, um, we'll be adding video capabilities, but through, you know, creating a, an omni-channel approach to engagement. Um, that um, really sort of supercharges what the recruiter's uh, able to do in a given day. Um, while creating a really great experience for candidates. Uh, but, but volume hiring is all we think about. When are you going to be able to say you are omni-channel? Because that's not an easy feat, putting in WhatsApp and, and all the other messaging platforms. Yeah. Yeah, great question. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, we, we're currently omni-channel today. We'll just, we're continuing to layer in additional channels into our, into our offering. Um, and so the, you know, for example, you know, Today, you can leverage Grayscale for SMS and for WhatsApp and, um, and for voice. We'll be adding email capabilities and others down the line to continue to, to expand the offering. Because we see thinking about it, like, again, if, if our job is to help uh, streamline high volume hiring, there's different use cases where different channels make the most sense. And so we want to make sure it's the right channel at the right time. And then with the right escalation point. So that may start with email and then you get a nudge via tax and you get an automated call uh, to confirm if an action hasn't been taken. So this kind of escalation sort of cascade, if you will, that uh, can really help a lot of high volume hirings hurt is hurting of cats. Right. And so like, how do you effectively herd those cats to the appropriate outcome as effectively as possible? And we think really a, an omnichannel approach is the key there. So are you thinking about adding scheduling in there as well, since that's just the normal, the, the normal next step for most recruiters? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, one we certainly thought about. I mean, for us, we've, we integrate really deeply with, um, uh, with some of the, the major scheduling tools out there, just make it really seamless to, uh, to leverage those tools. And you can actually plug in a lot of different uh, other offerings, whether it be assessments or scheduling tools into the Grayscale platform just to seamlessly trigger those throughout the process. So we play really friendly with those. So it hasn't really been a need thus far, but certainly something we may explore in the future. Gotcha. So talking about integrations, let's talk about the big integrations, the ones, the ones that matter most, the ones with the core talent platforms, the applicant tracking systems. Talk to us about those. Are those mainly uh, just being able to ride off a Chrome extension or are they truly working inside the platform? 
Yeah, so we, we do offer like really deep API driven integrations with all the major uh, ATSs in the market. I named so, some earlier, but we go uh, we go really deep uh, syncing the data. You can um, everything that lives in Taleo, for example, lives in Grayscale from a candidate standpoint. We can update the ATS back as well. So yeah, we integrate deep, but usually the interface um, is going to be. Uh, we have a standalone desktop version, but most of our recruiters just opt to use Grayscale via the browser extension inside their ATS. So they have all the capabilities there in their ATS. They're not really having to to navigate externally to sort of get what they need. And it just sort of bakes right into their existing workflow. What do you consider the biggest threat to the business? Something that comes to my mind is the whole chatbot conversational AI phenomenon. I assume that that keeps you up some nights. Um, obviously the government is policing and, and entities are policing, uh, spam via text and opt out and, and all that stuff. So what, what are the threats to the business that, that sort of keep you up at night? Yeah, it's a great question. So, so to the conversational AI component, I actually like that, that I don't see that as a threat at all. In fact, we, you know, you, you look at like companies like uh, paradox, uh, you know, Olivia, um, for example, like we, um, you know, I think like, that's a, that's a great tool for the right type of buyer. Like for us, we're kind of philosophically opposed to like outsourcing your candidate engagement to a chatbot. We, we try to create every, like we want to create human to human experiences. Just mm-hmm. we use automation to scale that. Right. And so we're kind of anti chatbot uh, around here. And so, um, and a, a certain type of buyer that really resonates with, um, and others were like, great. Olivia is a great offering. You go go in that direction, right? And so, um, so I don't see that as a threat. Um, looking at threats, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the most obvious one is like we're in a white hot labor market right now. Like, you know, at some point things are going to cool, right? And some point, you know, you've been you all have been in the industry long enough to see the pendulum swing back and forth, a candidate driven market, and then a you know employer driven market, and you know it's just it's riding that wave. And I think that there, whenever this you know this uh, uh, the music ends, you know whether it's uh, Next month, next year, you know, next five years. At some point, it'll end. And and just thinking about like what the on the other side of that, what's that's gonna what, what that what that's gonna look like? Um, that's that's probably the biggest thing I think about. Okay, so uh, you mentioned automation, uh, drip campaigns, triggers. Like your 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 solution has a lot of uh, automation, which is obviously hot. But also, it also sounds like a lot of maintenance. Talk about that hurdle with with companies. I mean teaching them drip campaigns and triggers and is all that baked in or is a lot of maintenance for the customer? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's, uh, you know, we, we intentionally keep it like stupid simple so that a single recruiter it's designed for like a recruiter to use day to day to manage their workflow. So I think, you know, a lot like you look at like the CRM market, it's like big lift. It's usually like run by the sourcing team or, you know, uh, a recruitment marketing team. Um, this is, we just designed everything with the recruiter in mind. So it's, it has to be stupid simple for them just to be able to leverage in their day to day. And so for us, that's just like basic stuff. Like we're not talking about training algorithms here. We're talking about setting up basic if then rules that um, give you the ability to kind of see what they apply to. And then, uh, uh, and we've got playbooks that make it easy to sort of roll out uh, these automation rules, but usually for an enterprise organization, we can have them stood up and integrated and, uh, roughly two weeks, 
Um, so the lift comparatively, like, I think that's one thing we do really well is just make it stupid, simple to roll out to, you know, and, and, you know, we had a healthcare company recently start with eight seats on the platform and then, you know, 90 days later, up to 500 seats, you know? And so just make it really simple to use and help them see value from day one. I love that you define two weeks as stupid, simple. You have a product on your, uh, on your feature set called text for jobs. What is that? It's basically just uh, a uh, an SMS apply process um, that just makes it easy to uh, re- really design to sort of eliminate drop off in the apply process um, and to drive more candidates in the door top of funnel. So we've got you know big brands that will uh, use that to advertise uh, openings, uh, whether it be at their facility, you know, their store locations, you know, text, uh, you know, I care to eight nine seven four three to learn more about our opportunities and apply. You know, you can stick those on. All of your LensCrafter locations around the country, or you know, a lot of different use cases for how you can promote those. But really, the at the essence, it's about driving more candidates in the door for your jobs and really helping eliminate drop off in the apply process. Gotcha. Okay, so I want to dig in a little bit on the anti chatbot slash conversational AI comment because that is obviously the, the best way to scale. You can't have a human touch every conversation all the time, whether it's uh, the, the easy, keep it simple, stupid conversations and whatnot. Now, it sounds like you do have automation kind of baked in. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we have some, we have some basic automation baked in. Yeah. But, you know, we don't, uh, we're not going to be talking to you about the technology we're using. We're going to, you know, it's for us, it's like that should all just sort of like fall into the background. Right. And, and I think sure. the, the, the point I was trying to make before is just when every aspect of your candidate experience is driven, is, is you're interfacing with a conversational AI, we think you're missing a really good opportunity to, to build relationship. Um, when that's, and you can only do that with human to human, right? You can't build a, a relationship with a, with a conversational AI. Now you understand right now, it's harder, it's harder to find recruiters than it is tech people, right? So I understand, totally believe that, but it's not how the market is, act, the landscape is today. So it's, it's really hard to be able to have that conversation and, and have it fall on real business day-to-day ears. Now, obviously, you, you know, you've, you've engaged some companies and gone from eight to 500 seats. I guess the, good, the big question for me is scale. Mm-hmm. How do those individuals actually scale more conversations? And they don't have to do the, the stupid shit like ask the stupid questions that happen every single day about 125 million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great point. Yeah. So let, let's, let's drill in on the, the Amazon example for a second. Yes. Then. So uh, we start working with Amazon. Single recruiter can handle 150 ish candidates at a time. Right. Pretty good, you know, candidate volume. They're moving through the process. They set up Grayscale, set up some automation rules, and map out a, their their candidate journey, kind of consistent candidate journey um, for their highest volume hiring areas. Um, took them, you know, a uh, better part of you know half an hour to set up those rules, and now a single recruiter can handle north of a thousand candidates at a time. And so the, the efficiency they're able to see through that makes mm-hmm. it to where they can can scale that up, and the, the candidate journey is consistent. The human touch only comes in as a um, as an escalation point, and when there's questions or clarification points, but everything's coming from the recruiter. Everything's designed to kind of further the process, whether it be notifications, whether it be next steps, whether you know, whether it be assessments. But you know, we we are seeing a lot of efficiency um, while still being able to keep the recruiter in the in the driver's seat. Okay, so you just received funding. How much, and where are you going to spend it? We raised, uh, yes, we just raised capital, uh, a little over 3 million, um, 
and investments. Uh, for us, it's just about congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're continuing to build out the team on, on all fronts. Um, that is to really help support our business as we are growing uh, and growing much quicker than anticipated. So we're, uh, we're excited about building out that team and continuing to expand on the product offering. So yeah, it's going to go toward mostly headcount, which will hopefully result in a, uh, in a product that adds deeper value to our customers down the line. What does, um, you mentioned Amazon and some other big companies. Do you guys target staffing agencies at all? And if not, why? Uh, we do not. Um, we do have a, a handful of uh, staffing agencies we work with, but we don't target them. That's not our, our core audience for us. It's about uh, TA teams. Uh, that's uh, you know pretty much all we think about. Uh, the, the, pro- the reason the problems are similar, but kind of there's nuanced differences in the world of agency recruiting versus the world of uh, TA. And so we find, for one, we just find the problems in TA more interesting, a little bit hairier, um, and particularly when it when it comes to volume. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've just chosen to kind of focus our business there. I think you know, a um, I have seen firsthand what a lack of focus can do to a business. So we're we're that's all we're focused on right now. And so that means we can't really like we're okay saying no to agencies, even big ones that that want to work with us because yeah. our focus is on corporate TA. I think all of that was Latin for their cheap bastards and a pain in the ass, which brings me to my, <laughs> brings me to my next. It's yours, not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do on the show. Uh, so that brings me to my next question of, of pricing. You guys don't publish pricing. Um, is it a custom pricing? Is it sort of based on size of the company? Like what can I expect as a customer or someone that gets a demo to pay for Grayscale? Yeah, it it, um, it varies based on a, a few factors, but just quite simply, we charge on a per seat basis. Um, it's uh, basically kind of unlimited uh, communication um, per seat, so we don't have any sort of like overages or caps on usage or SMS fees or, or anything like that. It's just a um, a per user seat um, pricing can range. A lot of our customers might just get started with a seat. And um, that's going to be the highest per seat price you're going to pay. And then, you know, as you roll out to hundreds, uh, it gets you know, really, really cheap per seat pretty fast. Um, but yeah, that, that range can be anywhere from, you know, 250 a seat down to, you know, below $10 a seat, you know, depending on those variables. But gotcha. that, that's how we approach pricing. All right. Good for you for saying numbers. That's good. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to just, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys some stuff. Yeah. That's a nice range. <laughs> 10 to 250. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and uh, what's, what's the exit strategy? Ah, uh, what is the exit strategy for us? Um, I don't know. This is probably going to feel a, a little bit of BS to you guys, but like we're just we're focused on building a great business that's delivering value for our customers, right? Like I'm I'm less concerned with exit strategy. Um, that will usually take care of itself. If you're focused on the first. If you get the first order problem right, like usually the the rest will take care of itself. I mean, but I mean, you guys have been in the industry long enough. I mean, who are the you know who are the likely acquirers, right? It's like you know the ATS is in the market. It's possibly CRMs. It's you know, it's uh, large agencies. It's, you know, but that stuff works itself out. I'm not too concerned about that. And with that, Ty, you are done with Q&A and it is time to face the firing squad. Are you ready? I guess. Let's do it. <laughs> Chad, get him. <laughs> get me. Come on. Lay it on me. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? improved conversion rates, 
reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. All right, Ty. Dude, I, I love the experience, the expertise. Zuzu to take the interview to, to grayscale. You suck at naming things, but if that's the worst thing you do, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later. No, no, no big deal, okay? So focus. You didn't take the bait when I, when I threw it out there on scheduling because I was trying mm-hmm. to suck you in to that and you didn't take it. You didn't take the bait on staffing, right? You turned mm-hmm. down business that isn't in your focus area. Scale. I, I love the, the steps that you're taking to help organizations scale. And it's not just scale. It's also about recruiter experience and candidate experience. We, we don't talk enough about both sides. Everybody wants to talk about mm-hmm. candidate experience, but what you're providing is de-stressing that recruiter. The hardest people to find right now for most companies are recruiters, not developers, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you're actually providing tech to be able to de-stress them and help them engage where they need to engage. I think you need to go further in, in that regard with regard to investing in conversational AI and those things to be able to grow larger if that's where you want to go. Uh, integrations, this is where I think your name doesn't matter because overall, if you're integrated into all of these different systems and they start to pick you up from a partnership standpoint and prospectively push you, the integrations piece is where the acquisitions come from. That's what we've seen. That's the roadmap. Mm -hmm. It's not if you have a great name, fuck the name. Go canvas.io. That's all I got to say. Overall, I think high volume positions are amazing. That's a great focus. We see right now that's exactly what the market needs. Uh, Several players in the market, but that just validates the market. And since the market is so large on the high volume side, there's plenty of room. So I was looking for things to pick you apart. Found a couple of pieces, but I think you deserve a big applause. Back up the Briggs truck, baby. Ted Lasso of Recruitment Tech. Ted Lasso of Recruitment Tech. So it's my turn. No secret that I've loved uh, SMS mobile for a very long time. And Play the sexy sax. Yeah, you want some sexy sax for uh, when, I was a young, when I was a younger man. Um, and, and the one thing about it is I, I keep waiting for it to sort of fizzle out, right? I keep waiting for uh, web-based messaging or video or something to displace it or at least put some chinks in the armor. And 20 years into text messaging, uh, it's still going strong. I mean, people who remember American Idol and voting via text and on flip phones, like, and it's still incredibly effective. Um, and it's, it's incredibly impactful in recruiting or anything that's, that's sort of salesy. 
And, uh, you know, I think you, this is a, this is a wave that a lot of people could ride. I think it's probably difficult enough with, uh, you know, cranking up the Twilio machine and the texting and the, the regulations around it and the different countries, uh, that it's, it's sort of a barrier to entry for a lot of people. So I, I like that component of it. I love your experience, um, you know, in the industry and what you did, uh, with take the interview. Uh, we, we joked ironically in the green room of how much, uh, video has sort of struck gold with uh, the pandemic. I think texting is similar, similar to that. Uh, when people don't meet face to face, they need other ways to communicate. I also love the opportunities internationally. And we didn't talk much about that, um, on this podcast, but we talk a lot about on the show now of growth areas in India, uh, Africa, South America, um, obviously Europe as well. I know that there are challenges in all those different markets that are a pain in the ass, but all of those folks have mobile phones and that's how they communicate. So I think although we've come a long way, texting and this form of communication has not fizzled much at all. And uh, I think globally, there's a huge opportunity um, to take this thing uh, much bigger than it is. I am a little bit surprised that there hasn't been uh, a huge success story uh, in text recruiting. Uh, Maybe it's sort of meant to be a limited business uh, for, for a variety of reasons, but I'm definitely, after you know, being a fan of SMS and mobile for so long, going to poo-poo uh, Grayscale, regardless of the shitty name. It, as well, <laughs> gets a big applause from me. He said poo-poo. 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 So, Ty, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, my, my takeaway is, like, my shitty company name is even shittier than I originally was thinking. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, this and, and is, you this knew is it, it was a flesh eating disease from, <laughs> from a mate beforehand, and it's worse than that. Okay, <laughs> and I love that you had to say a instead of e when you spelled grayscale, like you actually have to spell it for people. Uh, that's when you know, that's when you know, like when, when you're like having to be like, uh, it's with an a uh, that you like, you, you have you, you're great at naming companies, <laughs> it's like skin eating disorder and a weird name that can be spelled multiple ways. Like, good job, Ty. That's right, man. Well, congrats. Congratulations. Uh, we'll let you go and, and spend some of that new seed funding that you got. But for our listeners, where can they find out more about Grayscale? At, you ready, guys? Grayscaleapp.com. G R A Y S C A L E A P P.com. All right, Chad, you know the line. We out. We out. Peace. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.